Paul Charchian is back and helping you out with fantasy football as you head into the postseason. Charge, how you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, a lot of people are asking me, so let me ask you. How does a Joe Philbin offense look different than a Mike McCarthy offense? I have no idea. <laughs> None. Okay, so I'm not the only one making it up. Okay. Uh, you know what, Charge? Yeah. It's going to be interesting. My, my assumption is, is that Joe is going to work more and give more freedom to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I mean, he's Aaron Rodgers. This offense is now under the microscope because there was all the backhanded comments about scheme and about play calling. And I granted there are some issues with young wide receivers and such, but uh, there's a lot of people now saying, "Okay, look, everybody is now gone. All the problems now. It's it's you. It's it's you and yeah. Joe making up the play game plan. Good luck with that. And and that's kind of where people are at right now. So we'll see. Yeah, this will be uh, it'll be fascinating, and if it does spark a, a surge in the offense, you know, then what? I mean, is Joe Philbin even a candidate to continue as the, as the head coach? Great not? question. And, Great question. You know, I don't know. What do you learn from this? Yeah, it, it's going to be an, it's, you know, in a dismal season. It's going to be a fascinating final final month or so. Yep, no doubt about it. All right, we got him. John is in Green Bay. John, welcome to the program. You got a question for Paul Chargian. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, Jameson Winston or Jared Goff? Yeah, you know, with uh, with Jared Goff, it's always what you're really always asking, asking yourself is what is Todd Gurley going to leave behind for me uh, in games in which Todd Gurley is held to zero or one touchdowns. Jared Goff averages 353 yards and three touchdowns per game. So if Gurley doesn't go bonkers, Jared Goff makes up for the difference. Well, it's, it's the Bears. This is arguably the best run defense in the NFL. They've allowed the fewest rushing touchdowns on the season with just three. So Gurley probably doesn't have the big game. Goff probably does. He's my number 11 quarterback. Back at it. We have got Arnell in Greenfield. Arnell, what's going on, man? Uh, yeah, I got a question. Um, Mitchell Trubisky or Tom Brady? Yeah, who'd have guessed we'd ever be you know comparing those guys? But uh, to me, this is a... And I've got him seven and eight. I got right next to each other. Now, by his standards, Tom Brady's been ice cold for five weeks, averaging less than a touchdown per game, and he's failed to finish higher than quarterback 13 in any of those games. But the malaise has got to end here, Bill. He's got Miami. He's thrown a touchdown pass against the Dolphins in 20 straight games. What's more, he's thrown three or more touchdowns in four of the past six meetings. Mm. And that includes this year in week four. We yeah. threw three touchdowns. So I've got Brady one spot higher. To Bris- uh, I still like Mitch Trubisky a lot in this in his matchup with the Rams. But uh, I got Brady number seven and uh, Trubisky number eight. Uh, we've got one here off of email from Lawrence who said a PPR league. You need one of the following. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Peyton oh, Barber, boy. or Adam Humphreys? Well, it, I mean, it seems to me that Valdez Scantling's only get, seeing the field about twenty plays a game at this point, so I don't know how you could possibly start him. Meanwhile, Adam Humphreys is on fire. He has more he has more touchdowns over the past month than any other wide receiver, and he continues to get a lot of use. Uh, Deshaun Jackson's out for another game. He's caught a touchdown from Jameis Winston in three straight, um, five touchdowns in the last five games. He's got a Saints defense that. Uh, has been extremely inconsistent. He's my number 20 wide receiver. I, I really like Adam Humphreys this week. Uh, this is from Ken, who said, uh, would I be playing uh, Mitch Trubisky or Aaron Rodgers? Well, yeah, another one. Who would have guessed we'd be talking about this? But uh, at 
I, I think Aaron Rodgers sitting on a gigantic game. I really do. And part of it's the intangibles, Bill, because I really do think that he, you know, he's made a he's made a statement on where how he wanted this to go. He got his way, and now he gets the Falcons, a defense that everybody's lighting up. They rank 25th in passing yards allowed. They've allowed three or four passing touchdowns in half their games. I've got Rodgers way up at number three because I, I really do think the bounce back. The bounce back game is coming. He has not been an explosive quarterback this year. I just I feel like it's all I feel like it's all going to come together in this one. Maybe I'm maybe I'm being ridiculous on this. Do you uh, think there's a, do you think I'm not do you think I'm not seeing this clearly? No, I, I I you know what? Here's the thing: is everything I've thought about the Packers this year has been wrong. <laughs> it's just everything I have. I, I everything I thought about them has been wrong in so many different ways and. Every time I think that they're going to turn it around and they get some momentum, and then I think they, they crap the bed. And every time I think there's no way in hell I'm going to pick them, then they come back and they play some good football and make me a believer again. I just right. think that bad teams figure out ways to lose, and, and that's what they're doing, whether it's through their kicking game, obviously, or drop passes, penalties. I mean, just it, thing, fumbles. Things have just found their way into this organization that are uh, problematic enough that it's costing them ball games. I mean, look at it this way. They kick a field goal against the Vikings, they get a win. Mason Crosby yep. doesn't miss all those field goals against Detroit in a dome. They win. Yeah. He, he makes one last week. They win. I mean, win. it's it, right. then you're talking about a drastically different season, you know? Tell, tell me about kicker woes. I'm in Minnesota. That's all <laughs> I think I don't know. Uh, shootout coming in your game, right? I mean, it feels that way. You know, you know Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, um, you know, uh, Sanu, Muhammad Sanu, they're going to get, they're going to have some, they're going to have some plays, and this thing's going to be, I think it's going to be a back and forth, up down, up and down the field game. We shall see. Uh, we have got Sean listening to us in Racine. Sean, how you doing today, man? What's going on? I need uh, two of three for running back standard scoring. Since Connor's out, I need either Adams, Mack, or Eckler. Two of three. Um, we're going to go with Josh Adams, uh, and I guess I'm going to take Eckler out of the out of that group. And, you know, let's talk about Austin Eckler for a minute. It's Cincinnati, terrible defense that's slumping the wrong way, injuries everywhere. Um, and so, I, you know, I, I I think there are opportunities certainly there. But Justin Jackson looms, and he looked great. He's the he's the kid from Northwestern. I don't know if you if you happen to catch any Big Ten games, Wisconsin Northwestern games for the last four years and saw him play. Bill, Justin Jackson's really good. And so Eckler will split, split time with him, but the Cincinnati defense just reeling with injuries. Perfect out. They're missing two or maybe three cornerbacks in this game. So, yeah, let's try out. Let's try Austin Eckler and see if we can get lucky there. I uh, got another one here. This one says uh, Joe Mixon or Melvin Gordon. Uh, Melvin Gordon's not going to play. So I don't think so. I thought he was done for the season, no. right? No, they don't know for sure, but it, it, there's a two percent chance he plays. He's not practiced to this point and was not not expected to play. Well, that makes the decision easy, then, doesn't it? Back to the phone calls, and uh, let's see here, Tom and Franklin. Tom, welcome to the program. What's going on? Yeah, thanks, guys, for taking my call. Uh, it's a non PPR flex position. Boyd or Funches? Kevin Funches has done nothing for two months. He's not 100 percent healthy, and they're not playing him. Uh, Last week, he played about a third of the snaps. So, 
I would uh, I would not I would not start him if you can. Let's go Tyler Boyd. I don't I don't I don't love the Bengals, but they'll be passing throughout if nothing else, playing from a big deficit. Maybe maybe just sheer volume will get Tyler Boyd there for you. Got one off of Twitter from Joshua uh, Deshaun Watson or Jared Goff. Oof, I like uh, I do like Deshaun Watson in this one. I've got him number ten and number eleven. Uh, we talked about Goff already and how I think Todd Gurley's going to have a, a modest game, so Goff should have a good one. Let's talk about Deshaun Watson one one spot higher. He goes up against the Colts. No team has faced worse quarterbacking than the Colts. Get this, Phil. The last seven starters to face Indianapolis: Cody Kessler, Ryan Tannehill, a combination of Marcus Mariota and Blaine Gabbard, then Blake Bortles, Derek Carr, Derek Anderson, and Sam Darnold. That's in those seven guys. You might have the league's literally the worst seven worst passing offenses in the NFL. <laughs> That's what the Colts have faced. It's, they have faced exactly two competent passers all season long. Deshaun Watson was one of them, and he threw for almost 400 yards in week four. We'll go back to Deshaun Watson. There you have it. Uh, this one is, uh, assuming Melvin Gordon doesn't play, Justin Jackson, MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, or Kyle Rudolph? I I can only – the only reason for Marquez Valdez-Scantling to come up twice in our conversations is because I'm talking to Wisconsin. I mean, unless there's something I'm missing here. This uh, Justin Jackson's potentially sitting on a very big game for the reasons we talked earlier. Bengals have struggled to stop the run. They're one of just three teams that's allowed 1,500 rushing yards already this year. They've allowed the most touchdowns to the position, 19. Justin Jackson with those fresh legs looked great last week. Uh, let's get back to it. We've got, uh, let's see, who's on hold the longest? Dave in Waterford. Dave, how you doing today, man? What's up? Not too bad. How about you guys? Doing well. Excellent, excellent. I have a PPR league and trying to decide for running back between Spencer Ware and Austin Ekelar. Yeah, Spencer Ware I thought looked kind of mundane, uh, and he's got a tough matchup with Baltimore. Elite run defense. They're giving up just 65 rushing yards per game, second lowest in the NFL, just 3.4 yards per carry. It is a it is a tough matchup for Spencer Ware. Austin Eckler, on the other hand, has to give up looks to Justin Jackson. At least Spencer Ware is going to get the majority of the work. So I've got Spencer Ware two spots higher. But honestly, I don't I don't love either guy necessarily in this game. Uh, back to it. Let's go to Steve in Burlington. Steve, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? Uh, standard scoring flex question, Kenny Galladay or Justin Jackson? Wow, it's all Justin Jackson all the time on this show. Who'd he guess, Bill, that we'd be breaking down breaking down Northwestern's right. uh, rookie running back guy? Uh, but I, I just again, I love him against Cincinnati, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Justin Jackson and continue to bang the drum on for starting him. I uh, got another one. This is Bill listening to us in Bayview. Bill, what's going on, man? Quickly. Hey, uh, I'm gonna keep on the Justin Jackson train a bit. I'm in a uh, PPR, need a flex spot. Justin Jackson, Cortland Sutton, or Corey Davis? Uh, Corey Davis is out tonight's game. Brutal matchup with Jacksonville. Hate it. And um, we're gonna go back to we're gonna go back to Justin Jackson here. You know, there's some temptation with Cortland Sutton because you know, the Broncos just lost Emmanuel Sanders, Bill, and this was a Broncos team that was really making a run for the playoffs, and maybe they still will, but. They just, you know, it'd be like taking Devontae Adams off of your passing offense. Right. This is, you know, huge, huge loss. And I don't, I, my worry with Cortland Sutton is he's a rookie. They'll throw extra coverage at him. And I don't know that he can break that down. I, I don't trust him here. I think a lot of his success 
was because Emmanuel Sanders was so good. He was taking the best corners with him all the time. So I I don't love Cortland Sutton in, in this matchup, and I don't particularly like him going forward either. I got Steve in Menominee Falls. Steve, what's going on, man? Hey, I've got a standard scoring lead. We have Fournette or Ingram. Fournette's got a great matchup today. He's the one guy. By the way, tonight's game's so bad. Is it, guys? Do your Christmas shopping. Go wrap some <laughs> presents. Make some eggnog. Don't make egg. Actually, don't. It's disgusting. It's like it's like boogers. Don't don't even make the eggnog. <laughs> Leonard Fournette is the only guy you'd even want to watch tonight. Literally, I don't have a starting grade on anybody else in the game. He's my number seven running back. He goes up against Tennessee. They've allowed an average of 127 yards on the ground over the last six games. Fournette, since returning from injury, is averaging 27 touches a game. He'll get plenty of work. He's our, he's the one guy that you won't. You, he's the one guy you would watch tonight. But you're not going to watch this game. We're not going to reward them for giving us Jacksonville and Tennessee on Thursday night. Nope. There you go, Charge. Always good, my friend. We will talk again next week. Getting deeper into it. Okay. Outstanding. Can't wait. Bye-bye. All right, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. Paul Charchi.